October 3rd, 2017. My name is Kellen Conley, and this is Hyphenation, the world's greatest podcast. Yeah. Feels so good to be back. A lot of things have gone on since our last sit down, which was about two weeks ago, which is a record, kinda. <laughs> um, got a lot of things I want to get into today. So, um, I guess we could get right into it. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say this. So, for those long-time listeners of Hyphen Nation, I said last fantasy football season, last NFL season, that I would not be playing fantasy football anymore. And Well, no, no. I said I was going to take a break from fantasy football. And I was going to. But then you know you you win two championships in a row and you went you're running one of the leagues, the gridiron conglomerate. Shout out to all y'all. And you know you just you just go out I could have gone out on top. I could have went on hiatus on top is what I could have done. But me being who I am, I just had that itch to, um, I don't know, not do that. Angel was saying you got to come back and other people were saying you're not going to take a year off in fantasy football. And they were right. I came back for the gridiron conglomerate, came back for another round of a blazing heat as Monster Lung once said on Mons Mixtape Volume 3. Four weeks in, I'm 1-3. I've only beaten Angel and in fantasy football. And she got her first win last with this past, well, I guess, last night. So congratulations to her. But I'm 1-3. And, and let me just say, I had, let me just say I had a fantasy football day... For the ages on Sunday. Three o'clock. Everything's going fine. Started getting notifications though. Julio Jones is out. Marcus Mariota is out. Dalvin Cook is out with a non-contact injury. Jordan Matthews is out. Four players went down within a half hour span. Now, best wishes to all of them. I, their health comes before my fantasy football team. I'm not one of those guys saying rub some dirt on it. Dalvin Cook has a torn ACL. He's out for the year. So there goes my best running back. Because I have Isaiah Crowell and he hasn't done anything. Julio's going to be okay. 
He's supposed to play this Sunday, so I've dodged a major bullet. I've been waiting for Julio to be Julio, and he hasn't been Julio, which stinks. <laughs> um, Dalvin Cook, I just said, just mentioned him. Jordan Matthews is actually on my bench this week because he hadn't really been doing anything in the Buffalo offense, and then he scores a touchdown and then promptly gets hurt. Oh, and I forgot to mention, Devontae Adams took that vicious hit on Thursday night. He had a touchdown, and he had one taken away, and he was actually on the way to having a decent outing on Thursday night, and he's out. He's doubtful for Sunday. I mean, when you get rocked like that, he's obviously in league concussion protocol. It was a helmet-to-helmet hit if you didn't see it. It was nasty. His his mouthpiece came out. He took the hit so hard. Um. Um. So, yeah, that's... Five players on my lineup. Two who definitely won't be there because Matthews had surgery on his thumb. He's going to be out at least a month, was what I read. And then Dalvin Cook is out. Julio will play. Mariota's day-to-day with the hamstring. And then there's no word on Adams. I'm going to guess he's not going to play. In our league, we have quarterback. We have three wide receiver slots. We have running back. Two running backs, uh, two flexes, kicker, and defense. Four of those five guys were in my lineup on Sunday. I scored like 70-some points. I lost the E. And shout-out to whoever's watching right now. I can't see who you are, but I do appreciate it. Um... And I was trying to, I was trying to vent the angel. I was like, I was. She's like, what's wrong? Because I had an attitude on Sunday. Because on top of that, Derek Carr had an injury for the Raiders. The Raiders took the L in Denver, two straight losses now, and he has some kind of crazy back injury, which is essentially a back fracture, and he's going to be out four to six weeks. So the two and two Raiders could potentially be two and eight by the time Derek returns to the lineup, because EJ Manuel is going to be our backup quarterback. And, of course, the cries are starting to come in. The Raiders should sign Kaepernick. <laughs> I'd be for that because I don't like E.J. Manuel. <laughs> it has nothing to do with anything that Kaepernick's trying to do or has done. <sighs> so, essentially, it's it's not looking good. I still have, I believe there's 13 games in the regular fantasy football season before the playoffs. I still have seven games. I can't do math. Nine games. No. Yeah, nine games to turn this around. I could potentially be. I really can't do it. I could be 10 and 3. By the time the postseason comes. But man. And you, and you know why. Do you know why this happened? I wanted to say this on the Fantasy Football Bosses podcast with Anthony and Gary. That was episode three I believe I was on. You can check that out at hyphenpodcastgroup.wordpress.com. Cook it, cook it, cook it. Um, I... Got cocky. 
bragging about my rings because when I won Gridiron Conglomerate and I won another league I was in last year, that was my fifth fantasy football championship and my fourth in three years. I was a little cocky. So I decided I wanted to call out Stephanie, another good friend of ours. Her son Kendrick just turned one and went to his birthday party on Saturday. It was, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I decided to call out Stephanie of all people because Stephanie has a good trash talk game in our messenger group for the Gridiron Conglomerate. And I called out Steph. This episode sponsored by Sheets again. Mm. This time by Sheets. Last time was Circle K. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, you ain't got no rings, Stephanie. You can win all the games you win in the regular season. Ain't gonna matter. You ain't gonna win the championship. He's messaging about where they're going to shoot Browns in our blood this week. I'm going to have to miss it because I have to close. But they got this. And Brownies need to, get, need to get off the snide, though. The Raiders need to get it back on track, and the Browns need to get back on track. Because I got friends that love Cleveland, obviously. Ah, I called her out, and I shouldn't have. Because I believe in a thing called the fantasy football gods. If you tempt the gods, the gods will come for you in fantasy football. And I've always applied that rule. And I was doing well on their podcast, but then they got to the trash talk segment and E and Gary kind of have this little back and forth thing that they do. And making sure my microphone's in uh, on my camera. And I, I got caught up in it and I called her out and I called her out again two weeks ago. And here I am, one in three, five injuries, with only two of those guaranteed to be playing this week. Maybe guaranteed. The probably the Titans will probably hold Mariota out. Cousins is on by. I have to hit the waiver wire. It's not looking good. I hate fantasy football. Unless I'm winning, then fantasy football is the greatest thing ever. I did win a little bit of money in FanDuel, so there's that. But it was literally a little bit of money. Both of my uh, season uh, FanDuel leagues that I'm in didn't have enough people in it, so I couldn't win any money in either one of those. But I think I lost in both of those anyway. So yeah, I, I messed up. I shouldn't have tempted fate, but I did. I knew better. And now we're sitting here at one and three. I'll keep you updated as things progress, though. Next topic, um, I wanted to mention that this weekend was the 35th anniversary of the radio station that I was a part of in college. And those several years I attended WVU all for nothing because I was lazy and didn't go to class. Um, it was the U92 35th anniversary, 35 years of U92. Now, if you're local in Morgantown or the surrounding areas, you can catch U92 on a 91.7 FM dot. They're an alternative radio station. And I came in, I learned, uh, how to do the regular rotation. 
under Bryn Parrott, uh, who is an amazing woodcutting artist. If if you're, you should check out her work. Just just Google B R Y N Parrot P R R O T T maybe maybe one T. But her wood cuttings are phenomenal. She's doing she has her own business doing these wood cuttings. But anyway, Bryn trained me. We're in regular rotation. And then I met Monster Lung either right before I started U92 or right after. And then he brought me on the diner to, um, I mean, he played the Minds Mixtape Volume 2. Some edits I did on the Urban Diner. It was my first time on radio, and which was amazing. He played my public service announcement joint that I did over Jay-Z's version, instrumental. And it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, on Friday night, me and E did the diner. Uh, the Donna reunion, we did that for two hours. And on Saturday, as I, I've been doing with Mike Osti, the buzzsaw, uh, the past couple of years, because they've been doing these uh, alumni marathons, we got together and did our show, and we talked a lot about Donald and a lot about the protest of two weekends ago in Kaepernick. It's a really informative listen. I will be posting that on behyphen.com. Hell, it might be good enough for Hyphen Nation, but uh, whenever you're with the buzzsaw, unless you're George Gerbo or Alex Weirspiel, he tends to dominate the conversation. If you listen to our last show that I posted on behyphen.com, Osti did most of the talking. And so when, before we did this this time, I was like, hey, what are we going to talk about so that I'm not caught on all unawares? And he kind of gave me a heads up. But I think we had a really good conversation on all sides of the Kaepernick topic and the kneeling topic and respecting the flag and the national anthem and Donald. It was a really fun two hours that we did. Uh, didn't go to any of the actual events because I, I could not afford to go to any of the events. Um, and I, I missed out on the, the party that they had on Friday night because it was kind of like go to the party and then be super tired when Aaliyah wakes up at 6.30 in the morning or... Sleep, and I chose sleep. And I don't regret it, because Aaliyah literally woke up at 6.30 in the morning, because our friends Maureen and her daughter Arya visited this weekend, and Aaliyah was all about being with her best friend, so that was good. So shout out to U92. Um, I will hopefully have the audio for me and Mike's show soon, and then also the diner, because Fowdy, the general manager of U92, recorded a whole alumni weekend, so I'm excited to hear how that goes, I'll, I will be posting those both as soon as I get my hands on them. And uh, it's just a real good time. U92 is one of the most special things I've ever been a part of as far as radio goes. It's a, it's a award-winning award -winning college radio station. Just won the College Music Journal CMJ's uh, Station of Year Award just a few years ago. So I'm always glad to be able to return and be in that environment. And I got to see a bunch of friends that I know don't see. I got to see Ossie, obviously. Got to see Steve Butera, who I haven't seen in years. I think the last time I saw Butera was like 2009. Uh, Gerbo was hit in. Um, hadn't seen him in a little bit. Weiderspiel, Chloe Dietrich, Dave Carl, Ryan Edsel. Uh, so, so many people. Shout out to the people who came before. And shout out to everybody still holding down U92. It's a beautiful thing. And I don't know if I said it, but if you're interested in checking them out when you're not in the listening area, 
u92.wvu.edu. Couple of big names passed since we last spoke. Tom Petty uh, initially was reported dead after um, going into cardiac arrest on, I believe it was Sunday night. He was reported dead yesterday afternoon. Then reports came out that he was not dead. He was still clinging to life. But then an official fi- official statement finally came out from his family last night that he passed at 840, I believe. So Tom Petty is no longer with us. If you don't know Tom Petty, you need, you need to get up on your game. Because Tom Petty is one of the, uh, probably one of the most inf- influential rock per, um, rock people, uh, artists when it comes to rock music in the last 35 years, I think. Uh, so a giant was lost there. And then last weekend, I don't remember exactly, but Hugh Hefner also passed away of Playboy fame. And the narrative on Hugh is a little bit more skewed because you say Tom Petty's like, and then it's like a musician dies. And it's like, oh man, like that's awful. I love this music. And then of course you'll have the, you'll have his naysayers just like normal. But Hugh Hefner really divides people. Um, I believe at least. Um, because um, on one hand, you could, there's a lot of people who say, oh, Hugh Hefner did a lot of good things for the community. He was an activist. He, uh, he, uh, Feature women of color on his show or his show in Playboy. He uh, he donated time to the various causes around the world. And then you'll have those like me. I'm 34, who grew up and Hugh Hefner was essentially the dream. You know, he's living in a mansion full of beautiful women all the time. Who. Essentially, not to say that it's great or anything, but he had his pick of these women or whatever. Um, he ran this enterprise of the biggest male magazine of all time. He ran one of the most successful successful publications uh, in print and magazines for years. Um, that brought, besides nude women, it also brought a lot of commentary and great interviews and articles. Because the joke always is, I read Playboy for the articles. And some people literally did read Playboy for the articles because there was a lot of great work done within that magazine. I actually read um, an interview with Snoop a couple years ago that was in Playboy, and it was uh, really informative. It was a different side of Snoop because you watch, you read a Snoop interview in a rap magazine, it's a rap magazine interview. You read an interview with Snoop in Playboy, you get to see more of what of the man that Snoop Dogg is versus uh, just being, why do I look like I'm crooked? Oh, now I'm real crooked. <laughs> um, you you just get a better sense of exactly who eh, Snoop Dogg is, um, or anybody who's interviewed in the magazine. So while you have all that good side with Hugh Hefner and dudes looking up to him because he he's Hugh Hefner and he lives in the mansion and girls next door and Holly Kendra and Bridget, then you have. The side that my mother-in-law mentioned the other day, which of course is his misdeeds, so to speak, is the bad things, which will be, of course, the on one hand, back to the good side, you could say, oh, he he helped bring in a sexual resolution, a resolution, 
revolution. Like he made people more open to the idea of sex. And then on the other side, he forced girls into having sex. He gave them quaaludes. He uh, he drugged girls. He he put out standards of body image, which is impossible for women to keep up with. And he treated women badly and just all these different things that, um, there's a bug in here. <laughs> all these different things that go with uh, living that lifestyle that he was a misogynist, which obviously in a way you kind of have to be if you're in that position, not, not to defend you, because I feel like I'm defending him too much. But just, just saying, here it is, he objectified women. He made a career out of objectifying women. So on one hand, it's like, oh man, Hugh Hefner died. I remember him, the smoking jacket and the captain's hat and girls next door and the movie appearances. And he was on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when Will went to the Playboy Mansion. All of these things. And it's like, you think about all these pop culture things and then even the more significant things he did in his life then you put it against all the bad things that he did and made millions off of as far as it came to objectifying women, and it's a catch-22. But leaving it at that, R.I.P. Tom Petty and R.I.P. Hugh Hefner. Uh, and then we, we just keep rolling on here. I'm going to uh, speak briefly about tragedy in Vegas that happened on Sunday night. If you're not aware, if you live under the rock, and like I said on BeHyphen.com in a recent post, if you're relying on me for your news information, I appreciate it, but you really need to get a more consistent news outlet. A shooter opened fire at a country music concert. It was a Jason Aldean concert. And dozens, not even dozens, I believe 400 were wounded, and the, the body count is up to 60-some people that were murdered. By this man who just opened fire on this country music concert. The police have not released the motive or anything like that. He, I believe he was found dead. Or I, I don't have the details. I don't know if he was found dead or if he was killed by um, law enforcement after this. But it's the worst mass shooting in U.S. history. Orlando was um, from a few years ago. And now you have this. And I mean, I, I just feel like Batman when it comes to this because Batman hates guns and I hate guns too. Funny story, my, uh, my mom, Bonnie, she actually decided a few years ago that she wanted to get her, uh, her uh, conceal and carry license, learn how to use a gun. Well, not that she didn't know, but officially be able to carry a gun. So she went through the classes and she had a couple guns and I went to go see her a few months before I got married in 2013. And she's like, hey, let's let's shoot, let's uh let's shoot the guns, you know, let's just shoot for fun. Kind of like a shooting range thing. She had a little setup and stuff. We live in the country back where I'm from, Caden Bridge. And there was nobody around, it was very safe. And we we just had a couple guns and we were we were firing a little target. We it was a good time. Problem is, mom didn't tell me to put in earplugs because your boy, despite popular belief, is uh, not, um, I don't want to say proficient. Well, no, I'm not proficient. That's the only time in my life I fired a gun. I'm not, I'm not a gun guy. I've never had a gun. I've never had a fascination with guns. 
other than using them when I'm writing stuff. I'll be like, oh, the, the guy had a gun and Batman disarmed him. You know, that kind of thing in my fan fiction. We were just shooting some guns and she didn't tell me to put earplugs in. And I took my first shots and I actually have pretty much permanent hearing damage from shooting these guns with mom. And mom's like, oh, well. I, I forgot to have you put earplugs in. So I have a little trouble hearing sometimes because of me shooting these guns with my mom. We had a good time though, but that that is the one thing that remains that I can always carry with me for my mother is hearing damage because she didn't have me put earplugs in. I was a decent shot though, but that's the only time I've shot guns. I would like to go to a shooting range again though. Uh, that, that would be fun. Um, but I will wear ear protection. But it's, it's, I know it's a high button topic, but it's, it's time for some kind of gun control. All these bullshit laws that we have as far as how to buy a gun in a seven day waiting period. And it's too easy to get your hands on a gun in America. It's time to do something. And unfortunately, we have someone in office who won't do shit about it. So, oh, well, oh, 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 and by the way, that was a terrorist attack. I don't care if it was on our soil. I don't care if he was, he 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 had something going on, and uh, and and NRA says that that we had nothing to do with it. And we're, fuck that. I don't want to worry. Next concert I go to, that some asshole's going to shoot at me. I don't want to worry when Aaliyah starts going to concerts x amount of years from now that somebody's going to shoot at her. I don't want to worry about. Some shit that somebody gets angry and over some road rage and pulls out on me and kills me. Like, seriously. This has to end. Oh, and funny note, Donald's going to be in Morgantown this week. I believe that's on Wednesday. He's supposed to be here. I, I feel like something's going to happen and he doesn't show up. He's supposed to be on High Street, which is five minutes away from me, on Wednesday at a closed town hall meeting. I hate talking about this, dude. We need gun control now. Seriously. This is ridiculous. Next topic. So, um, we're going to go to lighter topics, too. I was going to segue off of, off of uh, Hugh Hefner to this, but then I, I wanted to address Las Vegas. So... The other night, I was uh, taking out the garbage, putting trash cans back. It was dark. It was it was night, obviously. Neighborhood was quiet. And I heard a noise, like coming from the back of the house. So I was like, let me let me just look back there. I mean, it was a, it was just strange, you know. It wasn't your common everyday noise that you hear regularly. Well, some people might hear it regularly. Um, yeah, so I go, I go to the backyard and I'm listening and I hear something as some of Aaliyah's books say, pokey little puppy for one, I smell something. I hear it again. I'm like, no, 
and I look across my yard because the way our yard's set up, it's open. So I have a couple houses behind us directly, and then there's a house across the street. There's a street, the street behind us, directly behind us. There's a um, the house, and I look up. And I can't make it out because obviously I'm trying to keep my distance. I'm not trying to run towards the noise. This isn't a scary movie. I'm like, oh shit. I'm about 90% certain the neighbors were getting it on in the living room with the windows open. I thought I clearly saw movement of a gentleman doing the deed to his lady. And I was like, yo, how are they, he's banging her in the living room with the window open. Like, bro, now, now, if that's your thing, if you're all about that public display, if things went down and things weren't proper in the house and y'all just had to get at it, that's all good. It was, it was past my daughter's bedtime. There was, I have no judgment at all. But I'm pretty sure the neighbors were smanging it in the living room. <laughs> I mean, kudos to them. I'm like, man. And, and I kept my distance. I, I tried not to. I mean, obviously, once I thought I realized what it was, I, I wasn't going to be like, yo, let me run up on it. Live porn scene. No. <laughs> it was more like me trying to clarify because I was literally still by my house and they were good. 75 yards away. I'd say uh, it might not even be that. I, I haven't looked at a football field in a long time, but it's, it was a good distance away still. So that's why I can't confirm whether or not. But the noises is what made me think someone's definitely going down. And then I kept looking at the house. They had the front door open, lights were on. And then I hear the noise stop. I see movement. Not the movement I saw before, I thought I saw before, but then I see people walk by the front door because I'm lower than the neighbor's house, so I can see their front door is open, so they have the steps that lead up to the main floor, and I thought I saw legs shuffling back to a different part of the house. Now, it's possible they could have looked up and saw me because the neighbors have these big spotlights in the backyard that are on all night for security reasons, obviously. And I was wearing a white shirt and I was stopped on the side of the house listening like a big perv. <laughs> what up, big perv? Um, and yeah. And then that was that. I didn't hear anything else. But I'm pretty sure the neighbors were smanging in the living room with the windows open. Smanging in the living room, windows open. Smanging in the living room, windows open. I don't know where I got smanging from. I'm pretty sure I got it from Eric. Eric Greenlee. <laughs> hey man do you do you so, sometimes sometimes it's gotta go down it's all it is it's, it's gotta happen just sometimes though smanging in the living room windows open smanging in the living room windows open <laughs> man I got a couple more topics this might be a shorter episode. So last night, Devaney, who is a family friend, 
and sometimes babysitter Valia. Uh, she stopped by our house after her class here in Morgantown. And we were talking. I, she listened to me vent about my fantasy frustrations because I was trying to vent to Angel. And Angel's like, how many games have you won this year? One. How many games have I won? One. Then it doesn't matter. I'm like, five injuries, baby. Like, come on. Like, five injuries in there, car. Like, come on. And she, she just wasn't, she wasn't hearing it. So, <laughs> I was just talking to Devony, and she had on this, she had a shirt on that said, I'm your lobster, which is obviously a Friends reference. For those of you not to know, Friends was a sitcom that ran on NBC from 1994 until 2004, and is one of the most popular sitcoms of all time. It's been on Netflix for a few years, and I've started finally kind of watching it every now and then because I, I try to keep different things on deck so if we look at what i'm actually watching now on netflix and hulu which i really fucking love lulu lulu i love hulu because it got scrubs it's all about that scrubs life um i try to keep a different things on deck so I, i'm not watching any dramas right now i what did I just finish? Oh, we just finished Orange is New Black, like I mentioned last episode, a few, um, probably about a month ago now. Uh, and that was my main thing I was watching with Angel. Um, I'm keeping up with The Good Place Season 2, thanks to Hulu. Uh, Designated Survivors back, which I'm real excited about. Uh, there is another show that I'm watching. Uh, I'll watch My Name is Earl, but I think My Name is Earl isn't on Hulu anymore, or Netflix anymore. I think it went away as of October 1. That sucks. And then I'm watching Friends as my sitcom. And then the other show I'm watching is uh, Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce. Because I love me some Lisa Edelstein from House fame. And Nikki said it was a good show. So I finally checked it out. I'm on season two and I'm enjoying it way more than I should. Even though it's getting a little bit stupid. Still enjoying it a lot. I'm not going to recommend that. I got My man card got to have some worth. But I'm watching early season of Friends. This is season one. And Ross is the worst, man, because the back of Devony's shirt had do this like Monica, do this like Chandler, do this like Joey, do this like Phoebe, do this like Rachel, and do the and geek like Ross. And that's the only one I actually read was geek like Ross. Ross Geller sucks. Rachel and Ross is bullshit. Everybody's like, oh, it's such a great romance. The will they or won't they? Yes, I get that that's a big sitcom trope, and I'm talking with my hands for the camera. I get that that's a big sitcom trope, but I don't buy it. Sure, I totally buy Ross and Rachel having a relationship. Even having a baby together. But spoilers, they end up together when the series ends. And I just never felt like it, that was the end-all be-all for Rachel Green or Ross Geller. Ross Geller is a terrible, not a person. Ross is cool as far as the character goes. I chill with Ross, but Ross is terrible as a husband. I know it wasn't his fault, but his first life, first wife left him to be a lesbian. He messed up his wedding to Emily because of Rachel. He got married to Rachel in Vegas, spoilers, um, and then refused to tell her. For a while, so she was secretly married to him. 
he thought infamously thought he and Rachel were on a break, and so he slept with another woman. Well, no, no. Well, he, well, him and Rachel were his definition. Of, Rachel's definition of break and Ross's definition of a break is totally different. And honestly, in Ross's defense, a woman's definition of a break and a man's definition of a break is totally different. Because on one hand, a man, you tell a man you're on a break, that means we are not together right now. We are not completely done, but right now we're not seeing each other. And that's what Ross took it as. He slept with the one girl. Then Rachel suddenly decided she want to work things out. And he had the minute he slept with her and he thought, I thought we were on break, which is hilarious. But he, doesn't, he completely boned up that opportunity, Rachel Green. One of my favorite uh, friends arcs is when Rachel writes Ross the four-page letter, I believe, about all the problems that... Uh, Issue she has and wanting to make it work and wanting Ross to read this. I believe that they, they had slept together again and were getting thinking about getting back together. And then Ross, Rachel poured her heart out on these four pages, which I'm sure was badly spelled because Rachel's a bad speller in season one. I found out. Little known fact. And Ross is supposed to read it, but he was too tired. So he said he read it when he didn't. And then they got a big fight and it ended up, ended up together. I, I just. I just feel like Ross Geller is the worst man because when it's when it comes to relationships, Ross Geller sucks at relationships. That should be the episode title. I'm gonna write that down. Podcasting 101. Um and it, it just why everybody you're so sweet together. He had such a crush on her. Yeah, but the thing is it was that crush was fulfilled. They tried so many times. So many times to put that thing together. And it always failed. Obviously, it's for comedic purposes. But to ultimately be like, all right, guys. Th- this, is, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to end it. I just feel like it's a total cop-out. And I was of the impression... I cannot spell terrible. I was one of those people that got on board the Joey uh, Rachel bus. Mostly because I feel like Joey I felt like Joey deserved somebody night. I thought Joey deserved to be the I don't know, deserve someone like Rachel. I mean, Joey was a womanizer all these years and then for him to finally realize that uh, Rachel was the one and for him to end up uh, with Rachel and then Ray, helping raise Emma, that would have been awesome. In my opinion. But in hindsight, I do see that it was kind of forced and more like, hey, let's do this because we're running out of ideas in the season eight or whenever they did that. So I, I just don't believe in Monica and Ross, man. I believe in Elliot and JD. I believe in Sam and Diane, even though... That didn't ultimately pan out because, of course, Shelly, uh, Shelly, oh my God, the girl who played Shelly on Cheers. <laughs> uh, it's not coming to me. Who, who uh, I believe in Diane and Sam. I believe in uh, Corey and Topanga. I don't believe you, Ross and Rachel. No. I, I, I'm just, I'm just saying, like. We don't believe you. You need more people. Ross is the worst. 
Final topic. I was trying to put some topics together. Speaking of topics, nice segue, hyphen. Thanks. Trying to put some topics together for uh, me and Monster Lone's Over Donner show. Because what Jonathan used to do, DJ Mischievous, when we did the Donner together years ago, 12 years ago, he would always sit down before any Urban Donner show and get some news, hip-hop news. Just some topics to talk about while we were on air. We always had two-hour blocks, and he'd have all these good uh, news tidbits that we could talk about during our, our stop sets, our breaks, in between the music. And for I was looking, I was like, all right, let me go to all hip-hop. Uh, let me go to... Uh, S-O-H-H, so saveonlinehiphop.com. Let me go to Hip Hop DX. Just the normal hip hop sites, because I stopped reading hip hop news a long time ago. Especially with the rise of the blogs and stuff years ago, and just got away from all those websites. Everything was on the blog. And I was looking and looking and looking. Still looking. Still looking. And yes, that pause was for dramatic effect. And I messaged Monster Lung. I messaged E. I was like, yo, I can't find any news. I don't know any of these people. I don't know the Cardi B's, the Bodak Yellows, the little Uzi Verts, the... Oh, the dude who just got shot. 21, no, not 21 Savage. I don't know 21 Savage. I know Amber Rose. Dates 21 Savage. I wasn't going to talk about a bunch of Kardashian news. I am so out of touch with rap. And I'm not mad at it. Because for years, for years, I was trying to, um, as I turn my microphone, I was trying, well, not even trying. I kept up with all of it. I knew everything that happened. I knew what was going on with Kanye. I knew what was going on with this next rapper's project. I knew what was up with Beanie Siegel. I knew the game was doing. I knew who 50 was taking shots at. I knew who Diddy, what, what Diddy's name was this week. I knew all of that. And now I'm so lost. Like, I know Future, but even Future didn't have any news. The, the news I came up with was Lil Wayne's Her 35, which was actually a good topic that we talked about on the show. And the other thing was 50 was still calling people out and taking shots, everybody, like it was 2005. And I could understand that. But now I'm just so out of touch, man. And I don't mind because, honestly, the whole peak of the blog thing I'd say was about 2008 until 2012 maybe if you're pushing it that far I'd say the peak of the blog started in 2008 once uh right started and then it probably fell off slightly after Watch the Throne Carter 4 slightly it was around that era, or at least that's when I stopped paying as much attention. And then the, that's when things shifted. That's when streaming started becoming more prevalent. That's when, that's when artists started really taking things in their own hands and 
instead of feeding blogs, whether by themselves or having a team to do it, they started doing it themselves. And um, I now know how this happens when you go through all these years of loving hip-hop and loving rap and you're in the know one second and next thing you know, you just blink or look away for a little bit towards a different thing and then you don't know what's up anymore. And I've never been a real DJ DJ. I'm a radio DJ. I can radio DJ all day. But when I last got out of radio, it was 2010, 2011. So I stopped getting radio edits and new music, really, um, other than the music I wanted. And that's what I listen to is the music I want to listen to. I don't feel the need to hit Rap Radar, no offense, Elliot, and Not Right, and You Heard That New, or Two Dope Boys, or... I don't feel that need to constantly be getting the new the new music anymore. I'm just more concerned about projects from artists that I like, and then I'll, I'll go find it and I'll listen to it. So I, I don't know new rap. So I can only imagine how those who came up with rap in its infancy in the 80s felt once. I would guess maybe the Native Tones movement started coming in. Maybe you're like, this isn't my hip hop. I don't know who Trial Call Quest is. Or maybe you had those who came in in the late 80s. Um, the late 80s. And then also those who were a fan of the Native Tongues movement. Who wasn't sure what to do with gangster rap. And then you have those who were really into the gangster rap. The hardcore era of the early 90s. And then when the Shawnee Sioux era came in and they started making, and Diddy started making it more pop and sampling older songs and stuff. You didn't know what to do with that. And then crossover to when the Hot Boys and No Limit and Nelly started coming on the scene in the 2000s. You didn't know what to do with that. You were like, I don't know what this is. Who, who's Nelly? Who's BG? Who's Juvenile? This isn't Nas. This isn't Jay. Like, this isn't Dr. Dre and Snoop. I don't get it. Or even taking it a little bit further, once the South started to um, really get prominent in the early 2000s, you didn't know what to do with all those Southern beats. And then once the mid-2000s came in, where everybody was doing a little bit of everything, and then you auto-tune started coming in, you were probably real lost. So I now know how it feels to be an old man in hip-hop. But I tell you what, I'm finally listening to the Bar Exam 3. That's right, not four, which I do have on the iPod. But I'm finally listening to Bar Exam 3, and that shit goes. Royce is so nasty. Royce inspires me to rap. Funny thing, Jay-Z does not inspire me to rap. And that's not because Jay-Z is less great. It's just the way that Jay, I hold Jay in such high reverence. I may want to rap on his beats, but... When I listen to Jay, I feel like I'm listening to a master. When I listen to Royce, I'm listening to a master. But Royce makes me want to do that shit. Makes me want to get on this mic and be like, yeah, uh, uh, uh. Yeah, I'm killing it. Got a red hat on. I can't freestyle. Yeah, it's on. So if I wrote that shit, it'd be fly as hell. I'm old, man. 1983 is a long time ago. Mods Volume 4. You can get that at b-bandcamp.com. All right, y'all.
Thank you for listening to another pulse pounding episode of the hyphenation. More fire for that fire. <laughs> I was gonna say that ass. Well, you don't have to be a fire for that. It's just, it's just hot fire. It's, it's just a good show. So I, I keep losing viewers. I get one, and they're like, "What is this? What am I looking at?" And they go away. <laughs> um. Hyphen Nation is the world's greatest podcast, brought to you by the Hyphen Podcast Group, bringing great podcasts to the people since 2017, I guess. Um, find Hyphen Nation on iTunes. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe, and share. Anytime you rate and review, guys, that just gives the show a little bit more prominence. All everybody who takes time to listen to the show, just go on your iTunes. If you have one of these contraptions called an iPhone, which I'm still getting used to. You can uh, do that right on the app, man. Just five stars. Love the show. It's all I ask, man. It's all I ask. It'd be dope. Find Hyphenation on Stitcher, on Mixcloud, at mixcloud.com slash hyphen On YouTube, I'm obviously posting these live um, shows on YouTube as the episodes now. So you can find the show on youtube.com slash hyphen. Got a whole playlist, Hyphenation, you can't miss it. All 37 episodes of FIRE! You can also find the show on Google Play Music. So for all of you who still have an Android, which I'm recording on right now, you can go to Google Play Music, Hyphenation, get all the episodes right to that wonderful Android device that you own. Also find Hyphenation on the TuneIn app. You can go to behyphen.com, go to the Podcast Central link, and guess what? There's a feed burner link. You take that feed burner link, you put in your favorite podcast listening device, and you got all 37 episodes of pure, raw adrenaline. I'm definitely showing out for the camera. Um, you can email the show at behyphen.com or behyphen at gmail.com. That's B-H-Y-P-H-E-N at gmail.com. This episode, as always, is sponsored by the markrob.wordpress.com. That's T-H-E-M-A-R-C-R-O-B.wordpress.com. You can find all the episodes of Hyphenation on behyphen.com and more importantly on the hyphen podcast group.wordpress.com. Getting ready for a whole slew of new shows this week. You're gonna have Hyphenation 37 as you can hear, as you can hear or you can see. You're gonna have Episode 16 of It's Like a Podcast or whatever. Browns in Our Blood number 10 is coming out. And Fantasy Football Bosses number 7 will be out this week. Really need to get up with Lane so we can do Lemon in the Fro. So yeah, a lot is going on. You can find me on the Twitter, at B hyphen. Find me on the Facebook, facebook.com slash Resilient Redundancies or Resilient Redundancies of Kellen Conley. Or if you honestly search Kellen Conley, I think my Facebook profile page is so private that you'll see Resilient Redundancies of Kellen Conley. You can get at me there. I'm broadcasting live from there right now. Every time I do a show, as long as I can, I will be broadcasting live. Or at least be recording it and then posting it on Resilient Redundancies. So guys, put the guns away. If you want to kneel, kneel. It ain't about the flag. If you want to stand... Stan, always resist. I am Kellen Conley. This is the world's greatest podcast, Hyphen Nation. Tagline stolen from the world's greatest comic magazine, Fantastic Four. 
I need to go get in the shower. I got to be at work soon. Always a fun time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. I see somebody's watching right now. Thanks for watching. And they left. <laughs> One day, someone will consistently watch me talk all this time. Always a pleasure, though, guys. But seriously, call your loved ones. Call your friends. Call your mother. Call your brother. Call your sister. Call your father. Let people know how much they mean to you while they're still here. Let them know you won't back down. And hopefully Tupac is right, Hef. There's Thug's Mansions in the sky, whether you objectified your way there or not. Or you could objectify your way to the bad place. You really need to be watching Good Place. Recommendations, though, real quick, real quick. Oh, my goodness. Real quick. Um, I watched a big short. It was a film that came out a couple years. Steve Carell, um, Christian Bale, Ryan Gosling, um, Brad Pitt. Great film about 2008. Um, housing market collapse. I really liked it. I'm reading the book by Michael Lewis right now. If I mentioned that last episode, so what? Go, go, go cop that. Go watch that. I listened to an episode of Girl on Guy with Aisha Tyler, uh, who unfortunately, I mentioned this in my little test video the other day, she has stopped um, putting her show Girl on Guy on a definite hiatus because she's too busy. She has a lot of things going on in her life. She's actually directed a movie, I believe, that is on its way to release. Um, if you can get that premium subscription, though, it's really cheap. It's only a couple dollars for one month. You can download all the premium episodes. There is an excellent episode with Larry King on there. Yeah, that Larry King. And I really thought it was dope. If you're into any kind of broadcasting or you've just watched Larry King over the years, check out this episode of Larry King on Aisha Tyler's show, Girl and Guy, under the premium subscription. And the last thing is if you got Netflix, which we all do because we all love Netflix and chilling, make sure you check out the film Sing. It's a cartoon. It's like DreamWorks' version of Zootopia. So with a bunch of animals singing. It's only an hour. Um, even if you don't have a child, it's a really enjoyable movie. A lot of great tunes in there. I especially recommend Tori Kelly's version of Don't You Worry About a Thing. Aaliyah has a soundtrack, and anytime we're in the car driving, an angel's car, I constantly run that song back because I just think it's great. But the whole film is a lot of fun. So check out Sing. And that's my recommendations. I gave you an adult recommendation for a movie and a kid's version for a recommenda- uh, recommendation for a movie and a dope podcast. Chia. But with that said, I guess there's nothing less, nothing less, nothing less than the best for everybody who's watching this. I guess there's nothing left to say, but uh, thanks, y'all.